the college football experience, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 possible merger episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use it in their Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance at a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college football experience. What ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 potential merger episode? My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick, and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for. The burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty seeing the place to be. Hi, and third man in the booth, the DFS god himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. How What's are going you? on, guys? There Doing we great. go. So, uh, Andy Staples of the Athletic is reporting that the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 are planning something. Yes, all three conferences have admitted they've been talking to one another, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do. Uh, Staples' article is about the four million dollar club, and he's basically saying it's the group of football games that draw more than four million viewers. The SEC's had a lot of those. Uh, the Big Ten would be probably, uh, I think, second. But the SEC has had a good chunk of them, and that's not including Oklahoma and Texas. So once you add in Oklahoma and Texas, they realize, I think, the other conference presidents, because that's happening, uh, that they're not going to be able to sustain themselves as far as comparing them uh, f- from a financial standpoint yeah. and a viewership standpoint. So that this is and a proposal standpoint yeah. to the to the networks that that are bidding for their yeah exactly you know, their their coverage because obviously unless you have some games pinned down that you know are going to be really good and attractive then the the networks aren't going to pay you yeah and uh, I also you know I was thinking about this because I, I was 
I was kind of blaming the fact that they, um, is it, am I crazy for this? Don't you think it's a little bit of the networks also catering those brands? Um, when you mean uh, like pro- promoting them, or um, well, I'm saying like when I go through the Big 12's data and I see that just Oklahoma and and uh, Texas for the most part, I think there was like a TCU Baylor game that got that, but for the most part, got the four million. But I would also the argument, the counter argument of that is like, well, you put Kansas West Virginia on FS2. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, well, it, it, you guys created this in a way. Right. I get it. You, you may, yes, there's probably more eyeballs on those teams. So it makes sense for you to grab it. But I also feel like by you doing that week after week and neglecting these other good games, you are partly responsible Absolutely. for this collapse. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned FS two, even FS one is not the same. I mean, people turn on ESPN a lot more than Fox sports. Well, a lot of packages so, don't have Fox sports. Yeah, exactly. And it's also kind of like the chicken or the egg. So a lot of these, you know, wh- which one comes first? I don't know. So a lot of these, you know, premier matchups, they get the best time slots and yeah. therefore the viewership is higher. But they're getting the best time slots because more people watch them. Yeah, I, but know. I guess my problem is, is that like, if they had just like, I think some of these teams would have cracked this four million viewpoint had they gotten that time slot. You know what I mean? Like, so I think by by us judging these, uh, you know, I think his article's legit. I mean, I, you know, uh, the, uh, of of teams he's reporting. You know, I think I could spew out the numbers. Uh, what 58 games between independents or teams from different conferences, including all five army Navy games played during that period broke that, that mark 55 sec only games, 49 uh, big 10 only games, 13 ACC, 12 big 12 games and only five pack 12 and uh, only one AAC game, South Florida UCF in 2017. But once again, I, this, this is uh, this, my argument is that they, I think, you know, I, I don't remember, I think was it 13, 2013, that K state was number one in the nation at one point that year, they yeah. ended up getting upset. I think by okay state. Okay. Had that been on nationally, a nationally televised game, I think that would have broke million. the, the formula. Like my, that, that's my problem with the, the data Of course, is it's like, yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. They're probably not ever going to get as high as numbers as Texas or Oklahoma, but I do think a lot of those schools would have had over 4 million views had they had the platform that those schools have had. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I want to look up the, the uh, college game day uh, locations. I'm going to pull that up right now. Look, the most games in the $4 million club, Alabama, 35, Ohio state, 31, including Ohio state. Michigan was the highest rated game the past decade. Uh, Michigan at number three, uh, Auburn at number four. There's a big drop off there. Michigan. So Alabama's at 35, Ohio state's at 31, Michigan's at 26. There's a, a huge drop off after that. Auburn at 17, Notre Dame at 17, Florida at 16, LSU at 16, Clemson, only 15 games, uh, Georgia, that 15 million. Yeah. Georgia, 15, Oklahoma, 14, Tennessee, 13, Penn state, 12, Michigan state, 11, Texas, a and M 10. Those Not too most. surprised about Clemson because uh, most of the time their ACC opponent, you know, Clemson is going to steamroll them. So I don't think it's getting, you know, people aren't assuming it's going to be a really good game. Plus they don't have that kind of, you know, deep rooted rivalry like Ohio state versus Michigan or Bama versus Auburn. Yeah. And if you look at the highest rated matchups, this is by the way, since 2015, uh, 2016, Michigan, Ohio state at 16.8 
million viewers. Uh, that was the number one highest game in the past five years. LSU Bama 16.6 Alabama, Auburn, 13.6 uh, Michigan, Ohio state, another year, 18, 13.3 Alabama, Florida state, 12.5 Ohio state, Michigan, 2019, 12.4. That's what's hilarious is Ohio state's just destroyed Michigan every year. And they're still they charting still. unbelievably. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys? Okay. So, so that's what he's saying is that by the, they need to counterbalance the fact that SEC's already had control of this thing. And then you add in Oklahoma and Texas and they're going to have just a, just a huge upper hand on the rest of college football. So by the potentially the ACC big 10 and the PAC 12 joining there, they'll create more of these $4 million games essentially a uh, Ohio state at USC regular season game on Michigan, UCLA, a uh, Oregon, Miami, uh, and so on and so on. So uh, uh, what do you guys make of this potential talk? You think it's good? You think, I mean, I obviously some of those matchups would be awesome, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like the big 10 and PAC 12 play every year. Well, it seems to me like it's almost an arrangement like ACC has with Notre Dame right now, where Notre Dame they're not a member of the ACC in football, but they still are. They still, you know, schedule. I think it's at least two or three games a year with five. ACC schools. Is it, is it is it five? Is it that much? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, therefore, I think it kind of makes sense for these other conferences to to band together a little bit, and if it results in some really good out of conference matchups. I don't see, you know, where we lose out there. That's but a good it, thing, it, right? But don't you think it's a little bit of the same? Like, I mean, this year, uh, Michigan or Washington travels to Michigan. Oregon travels to Ohio State. Last yeah. last year, Ohio State was supposed to travel to Oregon, and Michigan was supposed to travel to Washington. And I can go so I can go on and on and on. Colorado played Michigan a couple of years ago. The Colorado played at Ohio State in the past decade. Um, uh, but perhaps this just makes it more official and makes it so instead of that happening by coincidence than it happens every year contractually. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting to see how that would all work out because you're talking then what is that? That's uh what 14, uh, but 28 plus it's basically you're looking at 40 teams. So you, yeah, that's 40 teams. You're all mixing up. I don't really have that much desire to watch Colorado at North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, I guess like sign me up. It's an out of conference sure. game. We're playing Minnesota this year. I don't think there's that much of a difference there. I, I actually would prefer Minnesota over sure, North Carolina, slightly but, more regional flavor there. Yeah. But, but, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the story. Like I, I, I think it's a bigger story than some think maybe. I, I think maybe we're in the too early stages to realize what it could mean. You know, I think we need more details to shake out. I think with the SEC kind of making a power move, I think it makes sense for the other big conferences to at least figure some dialogue. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and especially if if the SEC isn't done yet. Yeah, yeah, that's I, where it really makes. Hey, let's start talking. Let's get on the same page and let's cover our asses in in case the SEC is trying to expand even more. You know. Uh, yeah. I guess that's what it is right now. Who knows? Well, another factor is. Uh, sorry to jump in. Uh, who's going to get the rights to that, you know, uh, I guess Alliance or whatever it would be yeah. called. Uh, because I'm looking at uh college game day, for instance, to, to tag onto your point, uh, the sec at this point has six teams in the top 22 of most hosted uh, or most appearances on college game day. Whereas the uh, PAC 12 has one. Well, yeah. the PAC 12, and th- this is my point of like, you know, they only have five games in the, uh, in the, uh, 
in the 4,000 club. That's because they're on the West coast. We yeah. wake up, we live on the West coast. We wake up hungry for football. There's an advantage to the games that are on at 9.00 AM. Now I know the PAC 12 said they were going to try to do Larry Scott last year said, we're going to do 9.00 AM games or two years ago. Yeah. And I thought it was a horrible idea because the fact is the reality is they live over here. The players, the universities, they're going to have these time slots that you shouldn't cater to that. Yeah. The reality is though, is that when you're seeing a USC UCLA game on, you know, at six o'clock uh, here, it's nine o'clock there. And the fact is that people have watched football for 12 hours. Plus you're going up against plus. So then you're going up against primetime matchups in the sec or the ACC or the big 10. So it's a, it's a tough time slot because I think the competition is greater. But it's a many angles on that. It's like yes, the the conference isn't as good. Also, that that's the but, reality. But, that, but yeah. that's a, that's a factor of that's a, that's a result of playing second fiddle but and I, accepting the uh, second. Of course, fiddle. but I also you know, think like the SEC getting great ratings in the Big Ten is because a bunch of West Coasters wake up at nine in the morning and watch college football. Those numbers help. Sure, they help those and, ratings. And let's face it, more people live on the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, there's you a know, lot of reasons. There's a lot of shit that goes into the, the, the pot and mi- mixing right. this up. But and uh, if you look at the West coast, you know, there's, there's pockets of really, you know, areas where college football is very important, but overall, like you guys live in LA, you know, there, yeah, there's USC fans. There's UCLA fans. You LA is not a college football town. It's not like the South where college football reigns supreme. Yeah. But it's like Miami, I would say, you know, like ACC, yeah. I feel like Miami gets it's a get, lot like yeah, Miami. It's you a get. lot like Miami. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's that that's lost and it's like they're never gonna be compatible because of that. Right. Even even like when me and Pat are here in the studio and we start cracking beers at nine AM to watch games on a Saturday, well, look, as much as we're watching, you know, every game we can watch, you do get fatigued at some point. If yeah. if if you gotta go grab dinner with the girlfriend or the wife or whatever, then you got to, then you've already got in those other games. Yeah. Dude. I remember living on the East coast, watching Ohio state, Texas, eight o'clock kick uh, Eastern and being like, by the time game was over, I was like, damn, it's 11 o'clock. I'm exhausted. But if you have a prime time kick at eight o'clock West coast, then it starts at 11 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. You're done. And I think for the average fan, I mean, look me, I love it personally on the West coast. I like waking up at 9am and having games on. Yeah. But I think your lay fan is going to check out after like three, you might watch the the nine to noon spot or the noon to three thirty spot yep. on the West and then say, you know what? I, I'm out. You know, I got shit. I got to do friends are going to meet up. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just think that you're behind the eight ball from the start. But anyway, I mean, do you think end of the day, before we get out of here, I just want your take. Is this better for college football? Patty C. Absolutely. I think what Nick said uh, about Notre Dame, you know, a mutually beneficial like alliance. And it has been for both of them. And they will both they have both, you know, said that publicly. Like, hey, if this didn't work so well, we wouldn't keep doing it. But guess what? It's working great for both of us. And I think that'll probably be similar for this alliance. How do you feel about the Big Twelve? They they said they did not even talk to the Big Twelve teams, which, you know, kind of makes their their play into the AAC or I don't know, independence. I don't know what the hell would happen with those teams in the Big Twelve. It's pretty sad, I think. I, I see I'm on the other side of this. I don't think all this is good. Well, I don't think it's yeah. good for the college football and those teams in particular, certainly, obviously, but uh, for the conferences that are involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But for the, for the pulse of the sport, for the pulse of the sport. Yeah. You, you cut out those teams. 
Well, what you're going to have, what, what they're doing with this, like trying to, I guess, congregate a, a super like league basically uh, is you're going to, for us, the second tier is still really interesting. And so you're going to create this weird, like schism at a place that it shouldn't be created, like too far in the middle, as opposed to like just cutting out the bottom. And so uh, I think those teams are viable. I think TCU is going to say, fuck you. I think they're going to come up the I, independent. I, I mean, think that's all what, of this yeah. is going to result in some teams that are really going to benefit like TCU. And like you could say their money's going to go down, but when, once they're like, consistently winning 11 games in the AAC every year, their recruiting will skyrocket because they will be much more attractive to recruits to play at Texas and win. Five. I don't know. I don't know that I buy into that one. I, I know you've been telling, I hope you're right. Or I to hope play at right. Tennessee yeah. and win three, you know, I get that. They'll I, that have side of the argument. recruiting ability be, because they're a contender. They'll be a playoff team every year. Just like we said before all this, these teams that are in the lower conferences are going to come up because they'll have access as long as these uh, TCU types will still have access, then they'll, they'll benefit. I think uh, perhaps, perhaps Nick, what your, what's your thoughts on what Patty C said and what my questions were essentially on like, is this good for the, the pulse of college football? And do you, do you uh, think, I mean, I, I think we all agree it's good for the conferences, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the sec forced everybody else's hand, you know, so it really goes back to is Texas to Oklahoma to the sec good for the sport. I was perfectly fine with it before, you know, I was fine with having a power five. I thought everything was going swimmingly, especially with the playoffs on the horizon. But um, now that, you know, that, that, that that's, it's happening and, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are going there. So I guess I have no problem with what the other conferences are doing. Does it suck for the big 12 teams that are going to be dissolved into something else? Yeah, sure. I guess so. But um, you know those programs will land somewhere. Uh, I don't know. It's it's really too early to tell what's going to happen here. I don't know if it's good or bad for the sport. It's just different, and we'll see what happens. I suppose. There you go. Well, Sp- I'll, spoken I'll, like a true politician. <laughs> right? I'll say this: it's really tough because we don't have an example of what it looks like to be in a smaller conference and still have access, you know, to the playoff. Because as at this, oh, point, I think the con- like. I think it's it's going to be a, a a a gigantic divide. I don't think your Boise's will even have a chance. Like the well, strength of schedule will be so much more. Playoff, but if they if they manage if they, if they become essentially four power conferences because the Big Twelve dissolves, and then you have still those six uh, guaranteed conference champion playoff spots, which gives two conference I, champions. I, I, don't, I think they'll probably rewrite that. I mean, as as many teams, that, that, that wasn't even it, it's not even rewrite. They didn't even write that yet. That yeah. was an idea. I well, think that has gone by the wayside. Even if it, but, even yeah. if it's five, no matter how many conferences, one is going to emerge as a new power conference. It, whether it be the Mountain West, whether it be the AAC, or whether it be the Sun Belt. If they stick to that, though, what if they just say the four conferences? If they just say fuck off, then yeah. it, then it would be terrible. That's I think that's certainly in the possibility. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, certainly a possibility that they would do that. Yeah, which would suck. It would defeat everything that we just like, can like, you imagine like the about. diehard Kansas state fans, the way they're feeling about the sport right now. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, or, or Texas tech. I don't know. I just feel like uh, that horse shit. Yeah. It sucks in, in that capacity, but we'll see how this shakes out. We will have you covered here on the college football experience. As we talk college football year round, make sure you subscribe. Uh, also subscribe to the college basketball experience where we talk college basketball year round on that feed. Uh, but yes, uh, do that. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, me, Patty C, NC Nick. We handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game for the past four years. We never had a losing season. Yes, never. 
independently for each season, but also as a collectively, obviously uh, where we were way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Go grab that app in the app store for free or the Google play store. And you'll get our picks, our podcast, our content had Phil Steele on the show, talking sports. We're giving away six figures NFL week one, I believe. So uh, grab all that. You're going to need the app to, to enter those contests. So if you want to get rich, get the app. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D give me a follow. And and look, if you give us a five-star review on that app, show me it on Twitter, show me a screenshot on Twitter that of, uh, of that review will send you a college football or college basketball experience t-shirt. Uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK, the college football experience. New to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow them all and check out the Slack channel Sports Gambling Podcast as well. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.